0: this is the intro. Hello and welcome to Represent a podcast with Kay. My name is Gilokhile aka Kay and you are listening to your new favorite podcast about everything and nothing. A platform for pure human interaction that hopefully leaves you a little bit more kind, loving and at peace with the things of life. Over here I guess get to share stories And experiences about life, and they also get to represent thoughts and ideas from their point of view. So, hi, um, uh, Messi. Welcome to At Represent. Um, This is. Uh, first virtual if I should call it that recording and I hope it goes well and I hope (laughs) I don't find out (laughs) post recording that it didn't work out that would be so annoying
1: Um, but welcome oh yeah thank you for having me um your name is Salamina right
0: yes but I go uh I'm usually called i go by that name yes perfect okay. yeah <laughs> oh my god Do, are you only for, i'm just realizing are you only learning my name now or just the k né? not my
1: entire just, name. yeah so for me i was just like oh this is Salenina. um but then i was like okay but then there's also uh Bukhile, So i wasn't sure which of the two <laughs> yeah. um to go with <laughs> no i'm
0: good with both but for the purpose of, okay. this, of this and um conversation uh let's just call me okay easy awesome so um you get to introduce yourself on this platform <laughs> so <laughs> that's the cool thing that i i think it's cool i don't know why i just declared it like somebody has said it but <laughs> you get to introduce yourself i think it's a cool conversation starter uh
1: for sure um, so, um, that's a lot of ums and outs. So, so my name is, Murphy, Mercy, uh, and I am an almost 30 year old, uh, multidisciplinary artist, uh I'm also queer and non-binary, um, born and bred in Joburg, definitely currently based in, um. South Africa, I, yeah, I dabble in a lot of different art forms, um, visual, literary, uh, sonic, um, currently in training for DSM performance at, uh, Woods university Ooh. and, um, yeah, I'm just a quiet and a little bit shy person who is always busy with creative things. <laughs>
0: your voice sounds sweet but not shy sorry i'm saying your voice sounds sweet but not shy
1: Ah! (laughs) my voice is betraying me (laughs) um are you you
0: done are you done yeah yeah i think that's (laughs) okay thank you so much um for that as intro um and um how are you doing let's start there how are you doing
1: how am i doing yeah. so um my academic year ended last week i think yes. um and uh i had to jump straight into like a very big uh commission it's like my first commission for like physical painting. Ugh. <laughs> um. <was> great. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 incredible, and I feel very grateful um, for the opportunity. Mm. Uh, at the same time, I'm like so anti grind culture. I'm just like rest as much as you can, but I never follow that advice at all. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm good, but I'm also like deeply exhausted. So I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> um that's where i'm at at the moment um how are you doing
0: oh my god thank you for asking um i'm okay i'm good um i
1: feel yeah. good
0: i mean besides the fact that my uterus is trying to kill me um, big thing big thing <laughs> <same. laughs> uh, yep <yeah. laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I am good i honestly cannot complain or i try not to complain
1: uh-huh. And That's yeah,
0: fair. I'm feeling a bit nervous to, you know, to for this conversation. I don't know why, but I am
1: not nervous.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're like cool. You're like cool, cool. And I zero.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I do. I do feel um a little bit nervous around people that I think are like are cool so that's why but I'm good and I'm very much excited to have you and that was a check-in you're good that's good but you should rest I think you should definitely um, try and rest we preach a lot or we do a lot of hustling and like you said as much as most of us are big you know, noisemakers about resting, we hardly do it because, you know, we got to do what we got to do.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, I definitely, like, when it's time to rest, um, I have, like, very firm boundaries around um, my time, even when um, I have, like, big jobs to do. So, like, as soon as it's, like, 5 p.m., like, regardless of where I'm at, with the work, I'm like, okay, paintbrush is down. It's time to go and like lie down now and like just check in with myself and ground myself. Um, uh, but I think also, like, a big part of the exhaustion, like I mentioned before, is the fact that like it was cool and then like immediately afterwards it was this job. And I think in the future, <laughs> I'm going to allow myself like a grace period as being like, listen, it's like. I have just finished, you know, doing school things or whatever the case may be, Mm. there needs to be like a very firm break between that and like the next thing I take on. Mm. Um, but I guess it was just the timing of this, but it's also like a very exciting job. So, um, it's like the, the, the fatigue is worth it so far. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, but I also just like wanted to speak back to what you were saying about uh, this idea of people being cool. Um, I mean, I think everybody's cool. I think there's something, um, you know, magical about each of us. So, you know, if that like, calms your nerves a bit um <laughs> i think it's worth like mentioning like, that you're, you're probably just wanted to put that out there uh, you know definitely I, uh,
0: we're all special and cool in our own individual little ways
1: for sure
0: yeah um you mentioned also just wanna before we move on uh just talk about you mentioning boundaries when it's time to rest. I think that's important um, especially you know consi- You, I mean you've just, this is your first project just after school but for everyone uh, else out there um, who have been working from home I think that's such a big thing right now because I can attest that you know, um, I I give them, I give my work like a a closing period of 1 hour after 5 p.m. and then I'm like after 6 please. I if nobody's dying or the building is dying, I am not coming <laughs> to the party. <laughs> because you get texts and you know emails up until like half past 9 in the evening. I'm like um yeah. Please, yeah. I'm at home. I'm trying to eat or
1: sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I just wanted to get that out (laughs) also in case somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, between, for me, it's, like, between work. I know there's folks who are working from from home um, and, like, school. It's, like, they are just people, I don't know, I don't know. People are just very bad at, like, um, conceptualizing when a good time is to, like, talk about certain things. And I mean, even if a person says to themselves, well, I can send this now, but this person doesn't necessarily have to, like, yeah. respond to it now, like, you're still disrupting yes. the flow of whatever it is that I was thinking about or, like, moving through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can choose not to engage in that exact moment, but, like, you've still interrupted whatever it was that I was doing, you know? Like, keep things within certain parameters um and it's like i think a respect thing as well you know um yeah. Yeah. respect people's time and like people's energy and uh you know pull back a bit as well
0: <laughs> yeah. also rest you the person sending emails yes
1: yes yes, yes. <laughs> but it's maybe also yourself wow <laughs> do us all that favor including yourself wow yeah um
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you're an artist um, and you mentioned that you dabble or like, a, is it a triple threat or is it more than like three? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I love that question because um, growing mm-hmm. up, there were a lot of people around me, particularly in school and stuff, who saw um, how many things I was like committed to, like growing um, and engaging in, like creatively. Mm. And so, people would often use the whole, "Oh, you're a jack of all trades, you know, and you're gonna have to pick one thing to do, um, or else you're never going to be like successful or like good at any of those things." Um, and I think for a while um, that in addition to just like the general kind of like pessimism I think around art made me feel as though like, okay, seeing thing is I can't pick one to begin with, right? And like um, people have already like uh, uh, imposed this like doom uh, prophecy over my life. Um, in relation to this work then like maybe I should just like keep every creative thing I do on the back burner and like try and figure out like other places that I could take up space in the world right um and so that led to me at being at like 17 deciding that I wanted to like go to law school um but like very shortly into like my first uh university experience Um, I was like, uh, first of all, distracted by, well, not distracted, but like steered towards um, finding myself, which I think is a very common thing for like uh, very young people who suddenly come into like, Spaces where there's a lot more freedom and there's a lot more exposure to different kinds of people. But like two things happen at the same time where like I was thrust into a world of like uh, activism and queerness, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, it was like I also started to get like my first taste of what um, it would look like to pursue things creatively and actually have them, like, uh, come to fruition. Mm. So, um, I think I was, like, I had already turned 18 when, like, my very first short story, like, it was the first short story I'd ever written, and, like, it was the first short story as well that I'd ever submitted to a place, got like, published in the anthology, right? Mm. And I was, like, hmm. So well, maybe people are lying a bit, you know, about, you know, pursuing multiple things or, like, being good at multiple things and only having to pick one, right? Because um, within that same time frame, uh, there was a queer org that I was, like, volunteering for, and they were just kind of like, you know, we're looking for people who can illustrate some things um, for our campaign. So, like, they had a, a gender-based um, just campaign um, that focused specifically of, like, interpersonal violence between uh, queer people who happen to be partners, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they needed some illustrations for that. And then they also had another kind of, uh, not so much a campaign, but, like, a project around um, intimacy, like, sexual intimacy between women. Mm -hmm. And they needed some illustrations for that. And I was like, oh, okay, so here's another part of my um, creative life that has, like, Mm -hmm. a place that you know, it can be utilized in. Um, And a few years after that, like I joined the collective of like uh, beat makers and uh, poets and uh, found a temporary, well, not temporary, but it was, you know, it's no longer a place now. But like I found uh, a space where I could also share like my musical gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... After that, I moved into being, like, you know, after dropping out of, like, law school and, like, working for a couple of years in corporate, mm. um, I moved back to Joburg and um, became a theater and performance student mm. and, like, Within that realm, I've found, like, a lot of strengths. On stage, not so much. I mean, there are, but I just don't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. But, like, in terms of things like directing and in terms of things like conceptualizing how to put plays together, you know, um, and then now as well with, like, the digital painting. So, literally, I think if there is an art form (laughs) that exists and that interests me, (laughs) I've probably tried it at least once. (laughs) Um, but, like, the main things right now are uh, literary shit, so, like, writing. Oh, my bad, about the fairy. Mm, I'm not even sure if that's okay. But um, writing, uh, prose and uh, nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, visual art, so the paintings, and I used to dabble in, like, drawing as well, mm-hmm. um, theater making and singing. So four, four, four. Things, main things. What do we
0: call it? <laughs> what comes after treble? What is it? <laughs>
1: um, I quadruple. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> yes.
0: like, I didn't even know you sang. That's so cool. I mean, that's yeah, it's
1: yeah. <laughs> do you special. write your
0: Do you write your own music?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that is, uh look, I came in thinking I'm talking to a person who, first of all paints and then digital paints and then uh as an author and then a performer now i'm talking to a person who also sings wow. all right i love it i love it i think i think it's amazing and i think i definitely get it when you say you know people would say um that you can't you won't be able to make it if you don't choose one i think we grow up in spaces that or in general, society wants us to choose, you know, it wants us to separate parts of ourselves in order to, you know, fit the box or to, yeah. F- yeah. to if you're going to be a superstar, you need to be only a pop, uh, a pop star, you know, pop star singer or Van Gogh. I don't know other uh, talents. There's other talents, <laughs> but to <if you're> <laughs> Van Gogh, you need to just paint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's yeah. True. I think you know. I think we, as individuals and as as people, our growth also comes in form of you know this having these multiple talents, and it's okay. We don't have to choose. Oh my God, that's so. It's so. It, I don't know if oppressive is the right word, but. It's so kind of oppressive. That's not okay. It is.
1: I think, too, um, when it comes to things like that, like, even general boxes, I think there's there's nothing less natural or organic, rather, um, than the thing that human beings try to do where they're, like, you have to be one thing mm. at a given time mm. for, like, your entire life. Mm. Because we're never just one thing, right? Like, even our positionality with each other you know from the time you're like you get into the world you're yourself you're someone's child you're someone's cousin you're someone's grandchild you're someone's great grandchild you're going to be someone's friend maybe um you're going to be someone's lover you're going to be a parent one day like there's so many roles that we play um organically so we're already juggling so many different kinds of like levels of multiplicity so it doesn't make sense to then you know be forced to grow into being these one-dimensional beings because that's just not not like the normal order of anything um so you know i mean it takes a while to like unlearn the things that you're taught you need to be and to break free of like the restrictions that are imposed on you mm. but i think once you do that like you, you you're a lot more free mm. and also i think you're a lot more um organic like you move with a lot more correctness i think because it makes more sense to be um at the intersection of uh, multiplicity of realities than uh trying to be one thing or in like one tiny box that is so true oh my
0: god i love it I love it so, <laughs> <laughs> so I came across your work um, via a mutual friend um, posted or reposted your work on the account on Instagram and yeah I fell in love with the color of the skin of you know the people in the in the images and the yeah the art pieces. And I literally love the shades of brown, the shades of black. And I love that they're chubby. I love that they're so awkward. I love that they're messy and their shirts are never in the right place. They're walking around in bras. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so um, I, I love that. And I'm not, I don't know how to interpret art except to relate to what I see. And I'm not going to pretend like I know how to interpret art, but I definitely related to those awkward girls and boys who are just doing regular stuff, <laughs> that, you know, that, Aww. yeah, I, I definitely loved it and, oh, I love it. And I just, so I was saying that after I saw that and loving it and definitely relating, I stalked you for like a couple of hours and, you know, liked everything on your wall and, <laughs> and you know, after all okay. of that caught me, yeah, one thing really stood out for me. I mean, the art is amazing. But I came across uh, your bio statement. That was like, I mean, I know there's a, I don't know, I only found out when I was doing research, but <laughs> it's, it's a title of a poem. Um, but I don't know if you put it there because of the poem, or if it meant something else to you.
1: What did you come across, sorry?
0: Your um, bio-statement. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you put that up because of um, the poem. I think it's by Aurel or something. Um, But I definitely wanted, that's the reason I wanted to, like, have a conversation with you, obviously because the art too, but I was just struck about with, I was just struck by that statement and I thought oh, I can't wait to hear what or why or what went through her mind when she came across this um statement. Do you should I read the statement out loud or you will? Let me rather I like Yes, it please. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the statement is a freedom too strange to conquer. Ah
1: uh, yeah. So yeah. Um let me just find the uh, the full the full quote because it's I think one of my favorite, literally my favorite sequence of words mm. um, that have ever been put together. Yeah. Um, cool. So, someone called Brandon Wint um, put together the the following statement. Um, they were like not queer like gay, mm-hmm. queer like escaping definition, queer like some sort of fluidity and limitless at once, queer like a freedom too strange to be conquered, queer like the fearlessness to imagine what love can look like and pursue it. Um I just you know sometimes there's just like words that you read and you immediately be like, Yes, like, yes, mm-hmm. this makes yes, this this Speaks to me, mm-hmm. and it speaks about me, mm-hmm. and I feel very seen, mm-hmm. and this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, when I first came across like uh, that quote, I was like, absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. because I think even as like a, a queer person, um, there's so much. It's like it's very strange, but like I think human beings really love structure, mm-hmm. um, but like. in in very detrimental ways because Mm. what we like is to be able to like control things and even just in terms of like understanding like if we can't understand then we feel like we can't control Mm. and so we withhold uh, respect or we try to restrict right Mm. and so I think it was very important for me um, to find those words um, and to find the place uh, within my own identity as a queer person where I could be like, you know what, like, I mean, there's absolutely nothing with being like monosexual or being um, in a fixed state as being, you know, I think that's fine. I think that's very valid, but at the same time, I think fluidity and limitlessness um, for me is like a space that's a lot more affirming um, that makes more sense to me. And so, when I saw those words, that particular line, like "a freedom too strange to be conquered," or "a freedom too strange to conquer," there's like variations of it depending on where you find the quote. Mm. Um, I was just like, "This, this is me." <laughs> <laughs> um, if 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 it's not something that I already embody, mm. it's definitely something I would like to embody. Mm. You know, like I would, I'd like to think of myself as a limitless being, um, as a being that is free, but also as a being that is freedom, you know, a kind of freedom. Um, And I love the way uh, Brandon, you know, names the freedom strange, you know, because that's another thing about myself that I like really lean into like deeply being different and being strange Mm. and being okay with that because I think there's like a particular strength Mm. that comes from that. And there's certain lessons that can only be learned when you like embrace the fact that you're not like anybody else Mm. um, in the world and like what you're here to do and what you have to give is like important and sacred. Mm. Um, So just, you know, feeling as though that statement just answered a lot of things and spoke to a lot of things and filled up a lot of gaps um, inside of myself. And I think um, this year, as strange and as devastating as it has been, um, this year has also been a year for me where I feel... A lot more myself and a lot more in possession of myself and so I think stepping into that you know understanding that oh you know I'm here and I am me and I belong to me um, completely um, was like okay I think I need to start labeling the spaces that I take up um, particularly like virtually in ways that like reflect that self-ownership and that self-understanding so a freedom to change to be conquered is like the only thing I feel like I'll ever need to say about myself because <laughs> it just, it sums everything up um, so beautifully and uh, succinctly. So like forever grateful to whoever Brandon Wind is um, for those words, you know, they're such a blessing and they're such a bomb. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I definitely agree. I mean, and I love just how you put everything about, you know, the, what you believe is the essence of of a a human being and you know which i think we should allow ourselves to believe that we're limitless and we're like you know infinite and that is strange Mm. and that is strange to comprehend because like you said we want to you know we want to have definitions we want to have control we want to have um I don't know, structure, like you said, and, and those things literally complicate everything. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> I really think they complicate everything because it, it, yes, it, it goes back they... to, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that um, it, it, what you said, that we're born already. We're not born being uh, mercy or killable <laughs> and just that immediately someone's child and was someone's sister and 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 if if we're able to accept that and comprehend that i wonder what is it about us that's so you know that is so i don't know um, aggressive towards the idea of being strange and being okay with it of not being one thing and being okay with it you know it's 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 we're really strange and i think it's beautiful but you know
1: what? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I think maybe it's because as a species, I think we have a lot of very strange ideas about um power. Dave, um, and I think um I remember reading something on um a friend's blog once. This person's name is Billy Rain. Mm. Um and Billy is like a a non-binary person from the States who's like a filmmaker, mm. um, and writer, just like a very brilliant and very gentle soul. Mm. Um, and so Billy was speaking about, um, different kinds of power that were taught to like, um, well, not necessarily taught, but like different kinds of power that exist. Right. So there's, um, power within, which is like the source of uh, feeling uh, empowered and possible um, and capable that comes from Mm. within. And I guess you draw from that like when you have like a solid self-esteem and confidence, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's power over, Mm -hmm. which um, is power that comes from competition, that comes from battle, war, dueling, Um, and, like, conquering another person or conquering another entity. And then there's power with, right, which is power that comes from, like, collaboration, um, that comes from uh, collectivism and sharing and, like, finding sources of feeling empowered and possible and capable Mm. through working together. Mm. And I think as human beings, we have decided to, like, fixate on power over being the only valid power that exists. So our whole society is structured around competition. It's structured around superiority. It's structured around hierarchy. And it's like, you're only powerful if you're better than someone else. You're only powerful, not just if you're better with someone else, but also if you're subjugating someone else, like if you're making someone um, be in a position of like disempowerment so that you can be empowered, you know? And I think we would be in a completely different space and in a completely different kind of society if we explored the other kinds of power more, right? Because I think if we gave some room to power within, we would know how to value people's autonomy and agency a lot more, right? We would give people the room to define themselves on their own terms um, and live out their lives on their own terms and like allow for different kinds of um, individual choices to be valid, you know? Um, but at the same time, if we couple that with power with, um, which is like a lateral sharing of power, Mm -hmm. I think we would also move with a lot more, um, emphasis and focus on the importance of like compassion and like collective compassion towards one another, Mm -hmm. right? Just like moving with the sense of like, I can be empathetic towards you. I can respect you simply because you're here. Mm. Um, And like, I can feel empowered by the shared spaces of compassion that we create together Mm. versus, you know, trying to like control and overcome and like win over and beat each other, Mm. Um, which I don't think is like as necessary as we make it out to be, because I mean, look at the state of the world, you know, um, (laughs) So obviously, some of the choices that we're making aren't necessarily working. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm wondering how long it's gonna take us to realize that it's not working. And you know, um, I'm as you're saying, as you're talking more about power over, I'm realizing also that we're busy, low-key normalizing um, power over not only others, but ourselves. We're allowing the power over to also be a power over ourselves. You know, the, this thing of um, the only competition you have is yourself, which means, you know, we, we force ourselves into these machines of working harder and harder and harder and harder and harder for exactly that, to, to be powerful than others or than ourselves yesterday. I don't even know if that statement makes sense, but it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's the most unhealthiest thing. And I wonder, I really, I worry for us. (laughs) I worry, (laughs) I worry for
1: us. Um, I think there's so many things that we engage in even as um, individuals against ourselves that are just completely unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And I think I worry as well about our species and, like, um, our species' chances of, like, survival Mm -hmm. because we don't seem to care about doing things that are sustainable. (laughs) Um, It's like we... I think, you know... I mean, I really do think it's important to pursue liberation you know um and equity um and to care about justice um particularly for groups of people who have like throughout history been denied justice to various degrees right so i think all of that is very important um at the same time I do feel as though, um, I do feel as though something about this particular species on this planet, um, I feel as though there's something about us that might be a little bit inherently destructive. Mm. So, there's a part of me that's always like, you know, we could we could uh, dismantle um, all existing forms of, like, oppression and, like, you know, mm. rewrite the rules and start all over again. Mm. But I think, A, the fact that we've gotten to, like, this level of, like, destructiveness and self-destruction, really, you know, amongst the species... Yeah. Um, And that, like, it's been the exact same continuous cycle of, like, atrocity after atrocity, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, pretending that we figured out ways to, like, overcome, right? Because we institute new laws and we, like, create new rights and (laughs) et cetera. But, like, another wave of, like, nonsense comes through. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a part of me, like, a very real part of me that's just, like, ah, I don't know if I can be hopeful about us, really. Um, I think the best that I can do is try not to perpetuate or to mitigate the extent to which I perpetuate the 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 nonsense. But um, feeling as though, you know, we're going to come to a place of like, some collective realization that maybe we should do things a little bit differently. Maybe we should be, you know, more compassionate towards each other. Mm. I don't know if that day's ever going to come, Mm. to be honest, Mm. Um, because we've had so many chances, you know, and Mm. we supposedly have this superior um, intelligence to like other creatures. And yet Mm. we still decide to move the ways that we do. So, I really worry about (laughs) it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I really, I definitely,
0: to some extent, agree and and resonate with exactly what you're saying. Now let's go back to your work. um Sure. I mentioned in the beginning that I liked the color of 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 the skin of your paintings and mm-hmm. like the you know the the messy or the ordinary you know of how these people come across and how they yeah. behave and 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 end. I want to know, mm-hmm. you know in terms of that you know how ordinary it is and the the shapes and sizes and the color I, I want to know the story behind that you know the in the intentionality was it intentional to you know be painting these kind of paintings and you know what's the inspiration to paint Um, that you
1: paint yeah sure um you know I think when it comes to um visual art Mm. because I think I, I I exercise like different levels of um uh, creative license I think it's called with like different mediums mm-hmm. but when it comes to visual arts I think I like to situate myself in things that feel familiar mm-hmm. um and that are comforting right because I think I've been leaning more with my visual art towards comfort mm-hmm. um versus like c- confronting very difficult truths so uh, you know some of the other causes that like inform how I create so um I feel a lot of people with different like black people particularly, um, we we do show up with various skin colors, right? Like even on, on a single black person's body, you know, depending on like the time of year, exposure to the sun and all of these mm. things. Like your skin goes through different um phases where you're different kinds of hues. Mm. And I think that's something that's like really beautiful, um, about us. So there's definitely like a an intentionality to like tell the truth of what I know, mm-hmm. and tell the truth of what brings me comfort and and what I see. So, um, celebrating the different hues that we have as Black people is like very important to me. Um, and then, two, celebrating like the different kinds of bodies that we have, you know, because um, I think when it comes to so many different spaces, like too many. Um, the ways in which fat bodies and big bodies are um, erased from like representation of like human beings Mm -hmm. don't like it just doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like um, most people in the world um, are thick and lush Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and fat and chubby like that's for me you know, when I look around, I see more people who are like that than I do people who are like, um, you know, whatever the perfect body stereotypes, you know, the media tries to push on us is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's important to, for me to like root my work in celebrating what I know is like erased mm-hmm. um, in mainstream work. And, um, and that's like an ethos that I have like across the board with my art is like to create what I'd like to see Mm -hmm. or what I'd like to hear or like to read or like to engage with. Mm -hmm. Um, but also to do so in a way that like affirms the kinds of messaging that I would like to associate with what I'd like to see. Right. So not to be like objectifying or, um, you know, voyeuristic or whatever the case may be, but to to really just be like, people look like this in real life, and people who look like this in real life are beautiful and special, and like even when they're doing very ordinary things, you know, they're worthy of being documented and they're worthy of being um, celebrated, and I think that's uh, pretty much the root of like where my intentionality lies um, with that particular those particular
0: choices mm. I like that you're saying even when they're just doing ordinary things they, they're worthy of being documented and celebrated I like that mm-hmm. you know what I think what the media tried to do and sort of failed at was when they started saying okay when they started I don't know who told them that we needed permission but when they started giving permission for you know, big and luscious and you know fat people to exist when they started saying they are being inclusive of those kind of bodies um what they did is only do it in a i don't know as an event we celebrate only when you know as an event fetishizing right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fetishizing yes that's the word and and what your work does is is we celebrate them when they're just having coffee and somebody is crushing weed, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and there's somebody's doing their hair that they're, they're beautiful even when they're just existing. I think, I think that's very important. I love that. I really do.
1: I mean, I appreciate you naming that. Um, and it's always like very heartwarming for me to know that like the, the work land the way I intended it mm. to you know mm. that like people see it mm. and then it affirms them and it, it you know the message that I'm trying to like uh, convey mm. is clear I think that's always just like it, it, it's a bit humbling really to like uh receive that kind of feedback so like I really appreciate you like naming that um mm. as as an explicit thing that you you dig yeah. about the work
0: come to an end of our conversation i oh my god i loved it i loved it (laughs) i think i want to have more conversations with you now
1: um absolutely i'd be down
0: yeah um so as a closing i'd like to offer guests to Just give questionable advice. And I say questionable. That's a very subjective word. And I like to see what guests do with it. So um, you get to give whoever listens to this um, a questionable advice. And um, this is your chance to do that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Not advice. Um, (laughs) I don't know anything about anything. Um. Ah, okay. I think I think the one thing that I uh, can unequivocally unequivocally say um, to anybody who's listening is that um, you're doing okay, um, wherever you're at, whatever state you're in, however much you have or have not, you know, accomplished. If all you've done today is just exist. Um, you're doing amazing and you are worthy at all times.
0: Oh, love it! I love it! I love <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> and thank you so much. We have come to thank you. This was lovely. Thank you so much.
0: Um, bye. Have a good day.
1: You too. All right, thank you. Chat later. Cheers, <laughs>
0: like everything else. This episode has also come to an end. This is sad. This is the outro. Outro. (laughs) See you next time.